Happy Wednesday, everyone. Welcome back to the Snakes Cast. I'm Jonathan. I'm Emily. I'm Amy. Yes, Amy's (laughs) back. Okay, so we talked on Monday about games that are fired. Let's get into some games that we would really like to fire if we could. Games that, for one reason or another, uh, we feel like they're they're it's they're, they're, they're they've been with the company for a while, but it's, it's just, just not working out. It's not working. <laughs> it's not yeah. working. Uh, we, we we need to talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like we were talking about Catan and um, Werewolf and stuff, but like I don't hate Catan. I don't hate Resistance. It's I'm happy to play them sometimes. Yeah. But there are some games that I would be really really happy to like never have to see ever again. Even the box art. So uh, Cards Against Humanity. Should we start there? <laughs> I mean. It, what better place to start? I mean, it's that's it, this 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 is a game that's being disruptive in the workplace. This is a game that is uh, that is profane and that is abusive of certain other uh, people in the workplace. Mm-hmm. This is this 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 is a game that we've had some serious HR problems with. Yeah, they keep parking speaking. in the boss's parking spot. Yeah. you know that's reserved. You can't. That's not where you belong. <laughs> So we actually talked already in that episode back in season one that, oh, we'll say anything obviously fires cards against humanity because it's a better game. And it is. Uh, if you're looking for a game. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, if you're looking for, like, a game to play, then say anything, apples to apples, all that sort of stuff does the exact same thing that Cards Against Humanity does, but better. The problem is a lot of people play Cards Against Humanity not for the game, but for the profanity. And if you want a game with profanity in it just like big out there profanity that you can and will be forced to read out loud like there really isn't anything like it i don't know you're you're allowed to write profane stuff on your dry erase board and say anything you can actually be more filthy in that game than in cards against humanity but the thing is you have to take responsibility for it (laughs) you know you actually have to write it down and people want it to be provided for them oh wow that sounded incredibly elitist (laughs) so like think about something like um uh, dirty minds, mm-hmm. right? That's another case where you're just reading jokes off of cards, and it's a game. But dirty minds is great because it's actually not profane at all. Like the like, fact you have to you're supposed to actually be clean. It sounds like yeah. yeah. The, the whole thing about dirty minds is it gives you um it gives you three like incredibly filthy sounding innuendo sentences describing one object so. that ends up being completely completely PG. So here's one that I found on the internet real quick that wasn't too absolutely filthy because I think Dirty Minds is hilarious. Um, I last a long time when conditions are right and you never know how many inches you'll get. I am, of course, referring to snowstorms. Very seasonal. Hmm. Get your mind out of the gutter, both of you. My (laughs) God. But uh, yeah, it's, it's the filth. Part. I think Billionaire Banshee does a fair bit there because that's something else where the uh, you know, the dirty parts are provided by the game, and you don't really have to manage that. So these these aren't exactly games that fire cards against humanity because it's still there just out of sheer popularity. And I think that what's actually happening is to get it out of the building rather than firing it, we're just sort of waiting for it to retire because it's getting long in the tooth. It's mm-hmm. people have got to the point where they've already seen all the cards, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of cards. Yeah. So, okay, uh, what else needs firing? Game of Life. I personally think that the Game of Life got fired by the CD-ROM Game of Life that I received in a box of Frosted Flakes when I was 12. (laughs) It's still the Game of Life. Maybe not for tabletop. Does that even still play for you? Do we have CD readers? I have no idea where it even went. (laughs) You know, but, like, this 
goes to show how much I care for the regular game of life and that I didn't care for the CD version that much either. Mm. It seems like there should be a game out there that's like a biography, you know, a game where you get to live a life, have a job and a family and stuff that would be able to do that better than the game of life. And I just haven't really seen one. Yeah, it just so happens there's a new applicant uh, who's just dropped off their resume. It's a lovely game called CV. Oh, I get that joke. That I'd like to argue for. I've seen the box for that. That's a terrible joke, um, Amy. (laughs) I thought we were still on the firing thing. I don't know. (laughs) We're going to sit down and interview CD or CV. So yeah. the, game, the game is actually called CV, yeah. And it's got this, uh, the, the box art is just sort of a mosaic of different... Um... Yeah, it's a, a, just a big collage of different pictures that are images from the cards. But the game itself is excellent, even if the uh, art wasn't so unique and amazing. Um, it's actually a set-building game um, where you're collecting cards that represent different facets of your life. So there's relationship cards. You can have a card that is your friend Cindy from work or a card that is your second child that you have to pay for every round. Um, but you also have success cards like your inherited apartment or your mom's, you know, um, old car, uh, but it, it's great. It's uh, it's a really fun storytelling game that I think is a lot uh, simpler to learn than a lot of people give it credit for, just because the box art doesn't tell you a whole lot about the components inside. Mm. Um, but I think it gives you uh, a better experience than the game of life, um, something that maybe you'd expect that you would get when you play the game of life, but then soon realize uh, you're not going to find, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but it, it's fun. I've, I've been... Uh, showing a lot of people who uh, are looking for games that they can play um, with their significant others or with family members that offers a really cool storytelling experience, but also gives you uh, a little bit of fun in selecting cards and rolling dice um, and creating this kind of fake story around this character that you've built who has a PhD and yet is a magician um, who only hangs out with their friends from grade school. Uh, It's really great. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think I need to try this. Um, uh, can we fire Munchkin, please? Oh, uh, yeah, of course. Have we not already fired Munchkin? <laughs> it's, it's still there. People still take it off the shelf. It's like, there's a, sort of a small genre which I call adventurers behaving badly. And here you've got <laughs> cutthroat caverns, boss mm-hmm. monster, epic spell wars of the battle wizards, duel at mount, skulls, fire. They're all better than Munchkin. Why are you still playing them? No. No. The reason why you're still playing Munchkin is because you love the experience of playing Munchkin, obviously. I definitely think Munchkin offers a lot of the same things that people who enjoy something like Cards Against Humanity um, are looking for, mm-hmm. where you draw a card and you're hoping to find a joke on the other side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's true, right? No, the, it is, like, you're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, the, the weapons true. and armor are all, um, you know, ridiculous parodies of something like D&D, uh, which a lot of people who play Munchkin aren't really that familiar with anyway, I don't think. I don't get why people who wouldn't understand the references. Like, why do you want to play Munchkin if you don't understand why the gelatinous octahedron is hilarious? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I think once you've uh, flipped through all the cards enough times, uh, whether it be with you know your college friends or your family or whoever you've decided to pull the game out with the next time you... Uh, you know, host a gaming night, uh, eventually you're going to realize that you've seen everything that that game has to offer. And I think that's one of the reasons why there are so many um, rehashes of it or, right. or expansions so that exactly. are available. Star Munchkin, you know, yeah. there are dozens of them. Yeah, exactly. And the ones that they're com- coming up with are, are kind of ridiculous. Like you, they, I mean, they have a Marvel one, which makes a lot of sense, but it goes into, you know, zombies and Cthulhu and everything <laughs> that you think that you'd find in any other board game. And you should just play Every- another board game. Right. Yeah. So obviously we we're, we're fighting Trivial Pursuit, right? Oh yeah, 
I don't think I've played Trivial Pursuit since I was like What is this Trivial Pursuit? I... Uh, (laughs) It's the reason why almost every trivia game follows the formula. Here's a question. Do you know the answer? Right. Yes, good. Here's another question. Do you know the answer? Yes, good. Here's another question. Do you know the answer? No? Aw, your turn's over. I think it's a great trivia game about making pizza that um, (laughs) not a lot of people (laughs) appreciate. I've Uh, always wanted to make a little plastic pizza of different colors. (laughs) Yeah, you know, a different set of toppings on each slice. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very sustainable. Yeah, so, you can bring it to any party. I think that they would kill you if you tried to order that. At a pizza. <laughs> yeah, can I get two slices of that are sports. pepperoni? Yeah, and then three that are deluxe, but with no pepperoni, and then one with pineapple, and one with half pineapple. So back in season one, we talked about how Quizniak fires Trivial Pursuit, and now I think we can talk about how Quizniak, in turn, has been fired by Timeline. That's not true. Those are two completely different trivia games. As someone that loves both of those dearly, uh, you are just wrong. Well, here's the thing. I don't really recommend Quizniak to anybody anymore. Why wouldn't you? Quizniak's the perfect trivia game. The main reason why I don't... Okay, so for those in our audience who aren't familiar with it, Quizniak starts you out with... uh, It's it's what, 10 clues on each card? Yeah, it's 10 clues, and they get progressively... More specific. Le- yeah, like yeah. less obtuse. And the idea is if you get the answer correctly on clue number 10, you get 10 points. On clue number 3, you get 3 points, so on and so forth, um, which is perfect. It was the perfect trivia game because it contains no bits or bobs. It's a huge stack of cards in a sturdy cardboard box, and it solves the trivial problem of not knowing the answer and feeling stupid. You will always, always, always get the answer. You know, I used to think that way. And then, after about 100 experiences you turned of wrong. demoing it to players who were looking for... Yeah, I turned wrong. We'll, we'll see. It came wrong? Here's what went wrong, was that I would... You know, I, I say, okay, this is great. This is perfect. I will. I'll just. I will do a quick demo thing with uh, with a couple who's mm. looking for a trivia game, and I give them the first clue, and they're like, uh, I don't. Know. Of course, you don't know. It's really obscure. Here's the second clue. Here's the third. Here's the fourth. So you see, it's getting more. Spe- uh, we still don't know. Here's the here's the fifth, sixth, uh, seventh. Okay. So and by that point, I've already lost them. What so happens? You're giving in them Quisniak, too many clues. You need to do ten, five, and one. Is what you need to do. You just, you skip the clues, but yeah. doesn't I thought the game was perfect, Em. <laughs> the game was perfect. The game is perfect if you're playing it, but to demonstrate it to someone, giving every clue is wrong. Okay. If you're trying to catch someone's okay. attention in thirty seconds or less, okay. you're gonna be bombarding them okay. with ten clues worth of information. What I'm saying is that if you if the if the goal is to make somebody not feel stupid, making them say I don't know four or five times in a row before they have a chance of actually getting it might not be the ideal approach now timeline goes the opposite way timeline starts with asking okay so did the printing press come before or after nuclear weapons that's easy timeline is just too broad like I love timeline it's not trivia it's putting things in the right order vaguely Exactly. It's easy enough that people can do it, especially at first. And by the time it gets harder, by the time there's like four, five, six, seven cards in the timeline and it starts getting these narrow, narrow windows, people have already got enough encouragement from getting a couple of them right that they can handle this. They're willing to keep pushing. See, it's, it's like timeline opens its arms and welcomes you in and then ramps up the difficulty. Quizniak starts with a great gate say, you are too stupid to play this. You're too stupid. You're still too stupid. You're still, okay, maybe you can play this game. I think you're wrong. I still think you're wrong. I think you've just been approaching it badly with other people. Okay. That is my the next. Opinion. I tell you what, the next time I introduce uh, Quizniak to new players, I'm going to skip 
yeah. a bunch of clues. Tell them, tell them that they go to... from harder to easier. I'll give you the hardest. I'll give you a mid-level one. I'll give you the easiest. And then you'll see what I mean when I say that they get easier. Because the difference between 10 and 9, not that big. No. The goal is for like the, the sequence of information. Like They're still hard three down. But if the goal is to make people think you can get the answer every time because they get easier, you want to show them that the clues are easy. Okay, just so you understand, Quizniak is still on probation. Quizniak <laughs> is also out of print, which breaks my heart. So, I think, I think on probation or not, I think you've all presented, uh, I think you've both presented very convincing arguments as to either side. Uh, I feel like every customer that comes to the trivia section of our wall now should uh, have to listen to the past three minutes of this podcast just to introduce them to the entire genre. Um, but what do you guys think about something like um, Geek Out that kind of takes the the uh, the arguments that come from knowing trivia in a whole other direction? That's actually sort of a different approach to the same thing. Let's let's revisit that on Friday and look at games that say, take a sort of a different approach to that. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye. You're still wrong, Jonathan. Mm-hmm.